0: That alone time with yourself is really good for practicing mindfulness, and it really can be a great confidence boost because you're tapping into some kind of problem-solving mentality, but you are more reflective, you're more authentic, you're more maybe joyful and just, again, curious. I'm so grateful that I was able to learn more about that because I wondered why it felt good to kind of get away from the day-to-day routine anytime that you can be curious i feel like is a huge benefit Hello and welcome to the podcast to another episode of Queerly Overthinking. I'm your host, Adam Harper, and y'all, I'm very excited for this episode. It's one that I've been looking forward to for a while now. And today I'm gonna be diving into concepts and themes that I've been learning recently working with my therapist, such as actionable items I've been practicing or perhaps phrases and ideas that I've been thinking about. And if you've been following along the last few episodes, I've recently moved to a new apartment closer to Dallas. From that, I specifically wanted to share what impact my move has had on me mentally and the importance of curating a safe space within your home. Are y'all ready? Let's get started. Well, to get started, as I mentioned, I'm gonna be sharing thoughts and actionable items and things that I've been learning from therapy working with my therapist the last few years and over the course of my sessions I've learned and grown in many ways and I hope that by sharing these takeaways specifically I've narrowed it down to the three main takeaways with some added context each I hope that you too may be able to benefit from them. So with that, let's dive in a little bit more and explore these concepts. So the first one is one positive effect each day, regardless of something that happens each day. Cook some food, or pick up a different meal for yourself, or do some other activity that you wanna do, like a spa, face mask, rearrange something, a puzzle for 20 minutes, um, before you go and do something that you wanna like. Accomplish later that day, just something with a little bit more intentionality. This helped a lot to break up my routine in a way because it was difficult for me to find ways to enjoy my day without it feeling mundane or feeling like I just wasn't accomplishing anything, or I just felt like I was going through the motions. So that was genuinely very helpful for me. An additional sub point to that that my therapist shared was hydration. Oxygen, sunlight, moving, and breathing. So drinking a glass of water, stretching for five to ten minutes, meditating, and taking a brief walk, you know? And it's so crazy to me because sometimes I'll forget that there's a world outside the four walls of my apartment and I have to remind myself of that. I will also say that meditating, I've been really good about getting into meditating in the mornings and just kind of starting my day with an intention and writing that intention down. I've almost hit, at least when I'm recording this, uh, almost a full year. So I'm like about 265 or something like that. I have to check the actual day, but just a little something to show that I'm approaching the day with more than allowing it to just flow on its own you know I want to be able to feel like not necessarily control but I want to help influence how I will approach the day and what's actually funny I just watched a Star Trek episode where one of the character's main lines or at least one of the lines that they share is own the day in a way it feels like you know it's like another way to approach the intentionality of facing the day with that positive effect and that positive energy. The next point I want to share is about vulnerability and reclaiming. I recently learned that vulnerability is not just what you share, it's allowing people into your space, it's allowing people to see like your things, it's allowing people to meet your friends. Uh, Also learning more about other personalities and sharing those personalities. It's really an interesting concept for me to digest because for the longest time thinking about being vulnerable, my first thought is, oh, I'm going to share with this person all the hardships that I've been through, the heavy things that I've had to experience or that I'm currently working through and processing. But it doesn't just have to be that. It, It can be allowing someone to see you comfortable without, you know, having to put up a front necessarily, or allowing them to see what you're like in your own environment. And that's new for me. To that same regard, when you share those moments with someone, whether it's a friend, a lover, co-worker, whoever the the case may be, um, if at any point something feels like it has been tainted, or... It um, feels like there is like a reclamation that needs to take place. I learned that reclaiming, if we approach it from a way of like, I'm taking this back because it's mine, you know, sometimes, I mean, hopefully this concept comes across properly, but sometimes reclaiming sometimes can give power to what took it or what was lost. And that is also kind of a slippery slope sometimes because... I remember wanting to reclaim an experience that I'd had or a location that I've been in, Um, but my therapist reminded me that it's important to focus on what is your intention there. What do you want to be doing when you're there and how can you not allow whatever took it or what was lost to overshadow what you are now creating, what you're being intentional about. The third and final point that I wanted to share is, energy goes where focus goes, and this is a little bit of a bigger one to to process, but when you think about it, if you're focusing on something, your energy is going to be focused on it because you're focusing on it, if that makes sense. My therapist and I kind of worked through this process by thinking about, let's say, if I'm going to an event where whether there's a specific activity happening or specific people are going to be there or, you know, just any maybe apprehension around all the above. Um, The process of hyping yourself up and building your self-esteem such as I'm going to wear my favorite outfit or I'm going to wear this favorite shirt or, you know, I'm going to hype myself up about the food that I'm going to have, that specific entree and really connect with these You know, seemingly little things, but it helps to not put any pressure on the outcome of the situation, aside from the fact that you know that you're gonna wear those clothes and you're gonna feel great about yourself in those clothes. You're gonna go and you're gonna have that food and you know it's gonna taste great, or you know, you hope it tastes great. (laughs) Um, This helps so much to alleviate expectations on the situation, on the people involved, on yourself, really. This is still something that I'm working on, but I've seen such a huge difference in putting this into practice. I'm hoping that as I continue to practice it, it'll get easier, but honestly, try it out. If if you haven't tried it yet, go try it out. <laughs> Along that same idea, another thing that my therapist shared is that when you take yourself out of your routine you tap into your childlike exploratory or exploring self. I think it's exploratory is a word. I don't know. Um, but you are more reflective. You're more authentic. You're more maybe joyful and just again, curious. That alone time with yourself is really good for practicing mindfulness. And, um, I was traveling a lot as we were talking about this specific concept at the time. And My therapist shared that even if it can't be a trip, even if it's for like an afternoon and you go and explore a certain part of town, it really can be a great confidence boost because you're tapping into some kind of problem-solving mentality. Anytime that you can be curious, I feel like is a huge benefit. I'm so grateful that I was able to learn more about that because I wondered why it felt good to kind of get away from the day-to-day routine to feel like I'm not necessarily expecting anything to happen and to just kind of allow it to happen, but also see what's around the corner to experience what is down the road. You know, it's very interesting to see how that can play out if you allow yourself to kind of go with the flow. (laughs) On a personal note, this podcast was essentially birth out of directing energy and focus away from things that were no longer serving me in my life towards something that has allowed me to explore myself even further, both creatively as an individual, but then being able to connect with people in incredible ways that I hadn't experienced before. So I'm tremendously grateful for that. And just to recap, those three main points again were one positive effect each day, vulnerability and reclaiming, and energy goes where focus goes. As most of you may already be aware, I recently moved to a new apartment closer to Dallas in early 2023. Specifically, I really wanted to dive into what that experience was like for me after the move, like the day of the move and after the move, like the first week or so being in the new apartment. It was crazy. It was so crazy for me because my mental health like spiked in the best way possible. I just felt like I was on cloud nine. And, you know, I still, I still kind of do, I still feel that because for me, it was, There was so much preparation that went into finding this new space and finding a place that I genuinely feel like I would be happy in. Uh, I don't know if I've shared this or not already on another episode, but I looked at over 240 different apartments in the DFW Metroplex, Granted, I did not drive to each of those. I selected maybe three out of all those. But I searched through so many on Google Maps. And, you know, it's pretty funny. I tell people that I feel like I've seen so much of DFW because of Street View. And whenever I drive through someplace that I maybe haven't been before, but I'm like, this place looks familiar. I feel like I've been here before. (laughs) It's really kind of crazy to see, like, I've been around town, essentially, through the power of technology and satellite imagery. (laughs) With that being said, what really had a huge impact from the beginning was location, location, location. There are so many shops nearby, and recently I did an errand run and hit up like three different stores within 30 minutes and was home, it it was jaw-dropping for me in a way, because. Uh, My old place, it, it took much longer than that, oftentimes. And I really missed living in the city where I had more options. And having moved and lived in Denton for a year while there were still options available to me, I really missed what the Metroplex had to offer. And I lived in Dallas for a few years before I moved to Denton. Coming back to it now really shows me how much I missed it. Having More options makes me feel a little bit more overwhelmed now having to make choices. I will say that I'm trying to explore and try new places, wanting to branch out a little bit more. But it's amazing to have so many available things to choose from. One other thing that I've learned from my therapist working through that anxiety of having to like make a selection is creating a short list to pull from. Give something a try. If you like it, great, add it to the favorite list. If not, remove it and try something else next time. The other thing regarding location is driving is not my most favorite activity. It takes a lot of energy out of me because I'm very focused as a driver. I just remember feeling so drained on my drives to work, to doctor's appointments, Uh, but it, it was just really hard because on a good day with no traffic, it was 45 minutes to reach Dallas. On a bad day with heavy traffic or weather that was crazy, it could be anywhere from an hour to an hour and a half, but now basically everything is within a 15 minute or so drive and I barely drive maybe 30 minutes a day, if that, y'all, it's amazing. I, I feel like I'm able to make so much more time in my day to do things that I really want to accomplish. While I'm not able to necessarily listen to audiobooks as quickly or podcasts as quickly because I'm not driving as much, I am finding new ways to incorporate that. But I'm just so grateful that I'm not in that environment so much anymore of just sitting in traffic because that was soul crushing for me every time that I would hit heavy traffic and it was just a standstill. I was just like, "What? What is life? What is this existence right now?" <laughs> the other aspect that I wanted to share of why I feel my mental health drastically improved after my move is not just the location but also curating your space, learning to make your space a safe place for you to unwind and to genuinely feel comfortable in. And these were things that I was practicing, at least I started to practice more so uh, in my old apartment, previous apartment, but doing them in my new apartment now just has continued to amplify that. The first thing that, I have been doing and what I personally recommend is buy the flowers. This is something that I picked up long before Miley's song came out, but every weekend, or maybe every other weekend depending on what kind of flower I get, I buy myself flowers. I genuinely love buying myself flowers. It's so much fun to have the color as a vibrant visual statement in the middle of the living room. It's kind of fun to have something to take care of in the house, and knowing that I bought it for myself means so much. It's like, again, another way of self-care and taking care of who you are and who you want to like present yourself to be as. Quick tip, Trader Joe's is the way to go, in my opinion. The flowers are well-priced, and they are always high quality, in my opinion, depending on the season, of course, but Trader Joe's, hit it up. There are four four aspects. So that was number one. The second aspect is being intentional and asking yourself, is this serving you? This isn't just something that you can ask yourself emotionally or with, like, it's a very universal question. Asking yourself, is this serving you? When I was packing my apartment for the move, I cleared off my coffee table. It had things on it such as a box of tissues, a bunch of candles kind of all clustered together, some books, uh, maybe some little trinkets and such. But I noticed how amazing it looked without anything on it. It's a a coffee table from Ikea, one that has like a wooden base, but then it's glass on top. I've been told that having glass coffee tables (laughs) makes it difficult to have anything on it because it looks so pretty and then you can just see everything underneath it, which in a way, I like both concepts, you know? But having seen it like that, I was thinking to myself that I really wanted to be intentional unpacking. And so from that point, I decided I was going to be very aware of how I was going to unpack my apartment and where things were going to go. And now I often ask myself, is this physical thing in my apartment serving me? I'm really trying to integrate that more into my life what purpose is this thing having in my apartment? And if it doesn't, I often consider storing it or finding a more purposeful place for it or removing it entirely. I'll be honest, I frequent the donation center down the block quite regularly if I need to. (laughs) The third point is home automation. If you can, this has been something super helpful for me, though I realize it is a bit of an investment. I have kind of a smart home setup, so I've got smart lights, and my tv connected to like a google home structure that gradually will either turn on in the morning like the lights will gradually turn on to help me wake up or they'll gradually turn off along with the tv and turning everything off so that way it helps promote a more appropriate time for me to go to bed at a decent hour but sometimes i will say i get stubborn (laughs) and i stay up late because i want to squeeze in one more episode i feel like many of us have been there but it's effective for me to be intentional again about my time, which leads right into the fourth and final point of honoring yourself and your body. Speaking of staying up late and squeezing in one more episode, I'm trying really hard to honor myself in my sleep more often. I'm wanting to make more of a habit of meditating for at least 10 minutes every morning, as I've shared and writing down that morning intention, But then later in the evening, I'm wanting to make sure that I'm winding down, that I'm allowing myself to step away from my phone a little bit more to prepare my clothes for the next day, such as getting my gym clothes pulled together or what outfit I want to wear the next day. So that way it's really allowing, like setting myself up for success in that way. One other thing that I'll mention is speaking of, you know, honoring yourself and your body is I used to go to the gym pretty early in the morning and it's exciting because i'm finding that as i'm respecting my my time to sleep and my time to rest and go to bed that i'm having more energy and excitement and a desire to rekindle that routine for myself and it's exciting you know it's exciting to see what can come about if you make these tiny but really impactful changes having shared all these things, buying the flowers, being intentional, home automation, honoring yourself. I can see that these things did not come all at once. They have slowly been implemented as small steps into my life every day. I remember when I first started meditating, it was hard. I didn't know what to expect, but after a while, I really started making it a priority and it started to have a major impact on how I handled my anxiety. Again, I'm, I'm not perfect at it, but I also have seen where I've continued to grow in it. And it just reminds me to start small. I'm reminded of that phrase, uh, Rome wasn't built in a day. <laughs> that definitely hits home for that in a way where I need to take time and it takes time, you know? To wrap things up, I found this quote by Golda Meir. They say, trust yourself. Create the kind of self that you will be happy to live with all your life. Make the most of yourself by fanning the tiny inner sparks of possibility into flames of achievement. Well, thank you for listening today and taking the time to be here with me as I share these things that I've learned about not only myself and life and curating my space, but learning to process these again, to feel these emotions again to work through them and to convey that to all of you i would really appreciate it if you would leave a positive review on the podcast or share this with someone that you care about but until then i hope you have an amazing day thanks again for listening and i'll see y'all in the next one queerly overthinking is produced by adam harper and cass cooper it is edited by adam harper with audio mixing by necessary outlet productions you can follow Queerly Overthinking on Instagram at queerlyoverthinking and find more at www.queerlyoverthinking.com.